Let me get the pick out of my ear. All right. It's time for the December 3rd, 2010 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI, 88.9 FM on the campus of the University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And we're just going to let the dog bark today. Yeah. Because he needs to get it out of his system. I think he does. I think that's it. He's a pretty good boy. In general, he's quiet. 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 He's very good, usually. That's a good boy. There he goes. That's a good boy. All right. What happened in the news? Well, I want to go international. International. Let's go international. international. Let's go. Let's go commando. Um, I'll have the uh, chocolate chip pancakes. (laughs) With some grapefruit juice. Uh, That is quite international. Uh, Well, I do want to talk about WikiLeaks, because that's kind of been a thing that I've been, this sort of, my progressive commie radio, and then uh I go home to listen to Fox News. It's been... It's been dismissed by Fox News, just in case you're well, wondering. Let's kind of even backtrack yeah, on this okay. to the point where we know what WikiLeaks is. Right. First of all, WikiLeaks was established as an online site for um, postings of uh, documents that were leaked. Yeah. Uh, almost a whistleblower type of site. If somebody had something that they thought would be newsworthy uh, or expose a certain element in the government or a corporation... They would put it up on WikiLeaks. Right. Reveal them to be uh, the lying, duplicitous people that they sometimes are. So you have WikiLeaks just sitting right. out there. Uh, more importantly, uh, on the particular story you're talking about, the yeah. WikiLeaks story you're talking about, the U.S. State Department had a, a, a volume, yeah. 250,000 words, That's right. compiled of different correspondences between um, diplomats to the State Department in Washington. This is, you know, a quarter of a billion words. A um, quarter of a million words. A quarter of a million files, by the way. Different different memos. It was 250,000 words. 250 million words. Oh, I don't know well, how yeah, many a, files it was. Oh, okay. I don't think it was a quarter of a million files. Just to give you the, no, the bulk of it, though, there's a lot of words going on here. We're talking yeah. a major work. And... Uh, I don't. I'm, I would guess there are thousands of uh, reports from different uh, diplomats to the State Department. Uh, the U.S. government, in their wisdom, uh, decided to bundle these all together and to post them on their intranet. Right. That's not internet. That's intranet. The right. State Department intranet, and it. Uh, uh, you could have access to this if you were a low-level. Um, uh, what you want functionary functionary yeah. at the State Department, right. uh, apparently a low-level functionary at the State Department. And I believe he was in Iraq, wasn't he? You know, yeah, overseas. He, yeah, he was, and he was a private. Yeah, a pri- this private. Is somebody first class. of no particular importance uh, brought a CD into work with him. He put Lady Gaga. He pretended yeah, he was burning he wrote, a Lady Gaga. Yeah, he wrote Lady Over Gaga yeah. on the CD, right? And put it in. No, no, he didn't pretend like he was burning it. He put You're it right. in in the right. um, the uh, computer itself. Put on some headphones and pretended, bobbed his head, pretended like he was listening to Lady Gaga. And all the while yeah, he was now, down. Now, I guess this is what people at, you know, low-level people at the State Department do in their spare time is listen to Lady Gaga. But like Mike was saying, in the meantime, he was downloading a quarter of a million words of which the U.S. government now claims is, is top secret. I guess they let their uh, top secret information get in the hands of privates. 
uh, the, right. the private knew what he had a hold of. He, he burned himself a, uh, a thumb drive of this, and it circulated into WikiLeaks. I don't know where, how it got to there, but right. no matter. That's how it got from the State Department to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. They posted it, and I think The Guardian is the paper, the English newspaper, well, which has really taken this and run with it, right. uh, really put a lot of its staff into deciphering what all this means. Exactly. And just to, um, the this as this has sort of gone according to other leaks, other, I'm sorry, uh, dispatches from WikiLeaks concerning um, uh, the ones before had to do with the war in Iraq mm-hmm. and the war in Afghanistan. And this they were not. This recent this one had to do with diplomatic cables back and forth between U.S. diplomats. But other previous uh, dumps, as the data dumps, as they're being called, had to do with day to day reports coming in from the field Mm -hmm. to uh, to uh, their authorities or to their superiors regarding the war in Iraq and 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 but this is about everything. This is from uh, U.S. diplomats around the world talking about everything from from drunken Russians dancing at wedding parties with. With revolvers stuck in their belts, right to um, North Korea, North South Korea. Africa, yeah. Yemen, yeah. the Middle East, it. Iran. It is a treasure trove of information, and it reveals an awful oh. lot about what, what it is a trove of information. Okay, a trove of information, and uh, the the head of a trough of information. Yes, it is a it is a flowing a river, feeding slough <laughs> of information for wannabe journalists. Right. Well, and also, as according to the other data dumps, it went <clears throat> went to five major media outlets around the world, including the New York Times, the Guardian, right. Der Spiegel, and the other two escape me right now. But they so it went out over, and the every every outlet had a couple of weeks to to sort of go over this, and and, and as a lesson from the first dump about Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, they were more careful about vetting the information. So there's been a bit more care and certainly in trying not to reveal uh, people that would put their lives in danger in all of this. But what it does reveal, what it has revealed, is essentially pulling back the curtain on U.S. diplomacy and our policy uh, and also of our allies around the world. And so it has been uh, it's been valuable. Because this is a government, our government, which would like to know everything about us and wants us to know nothing about it. And I think that this does pull the curtain back, and I'm happy to see that. Well, so, what, what curtain? I, I, I'm not aware of which curtain this is. In terms of secrecy? Yeah. Well, I, what the, did we learn so far? Well, we've learned that um, the United States policy in the Middle East is a bit uh, twisted. This is news? Uh, well, this is the thing that people are saying. You know, the th- they're they're saying, well, we already knew that. Uh-huh. Well, not according to what people, what the diplomats say to us in public. We know by uh-huh. their actions that this is probably how they feel. And one of the more revealing things that well, what we know then is not that the policy is twisted, but that our diplomats think it's twisted. Well, we're also finding out to a degree that I don't think Americans expected. The U.S. diplomatic corps is essentially an extension of the CIA and the intelligence operation. Mm-hmm. I think there's been an assumption that the State Department was sort of a firewall, that they didn't necessarily participate in the day-to-day data gathering of intelligence operatives. And apparently that is more of the case than, than I think people assumed. And also a sort of uh, a more candid assessment of the world. In other words, the, uh, the, they talked about Russia as being a, an oligarchy run by the security services. And that essentially— Putin- Now, when you say they, this is kind of—these are 
all opinions of diplomats. Right. These are not... Well, they're raw, you know, raw like, opinions coming well, field reports. Like. If I were to write a diplomatic report, say, on KUCI... Right. Uh, and, ...and send it off somewhere... Yeah. ...this might be taken by someone else uh, in, in, in an entirely different way. Yeah. It might not be completely uh, on spot, you know. It, it might be off base... In fact, there are other people who could also write their report on KUCI who work here at the station whose report would look entirely different right. than my report. Right. And that's what these are. These are not factual things. Well, and they're not these even are, the final product, but they are but they are a but they're an insight into the kind of data that's gathered upon which people make decisions. I mean, I assume well, yeah, that somewhere there, along the line they're using some, some, some of, of this. the data. Right. Well, yeah, your point, yeah, yeah, but you get the, you got the feeling that you know this is a something that uh, if they're they're willing to bundle this together and just randomly post it, um, how important was it? Well, it, it, there are a couple of things, maybe not all of it, and yeah. they're still pouring over. I think this uh-huh. is some, one of those things that's going to continue to what, unfold. Today, for example, Mexico. You know, Mexico, according at least in the headline of the L.A. Times, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's. Discovered in one of these um, correspondences yeah. Yeah. that we believed that Mexico's government might not be as stable as we once thought it was. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean, and that's one guy's opinion. Right. You could have found out that Mexico's government. You could have, you could have had a hundred opinions that said that exact same thing right. six months ago. Right. Oh. But even, because yeah. be, because it's appeared. Yeah, okay, you're going to say well, a year ago. But because it's been dumped at WikiLeaks, and now uh, we have source uh, information so that newspapers can write about it and sell us print, and, you know, Keith Oberman can make entire hours worth and well, sell soap on, then we're supposed to pay attention to it. Well, I, th- I think, again, because our government is so adverse to telling us, as an example— the war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. If this had if this had been the kind of data dump that had occurred eight years or ten years ago about Iraq, we might have actual evidence that the people in the field didn't believe what was being told to us by the people in Washington D.C. and and so so well, well yeah, I am speculating. Okay, as an example, in Yemen, okay, we have been uh, engaged in firing missiles into suspected terrorist camps and homes and the rest of it. The Yemeni uh, officials, at least one high-level official, has been saying, oh, no, that was us, the the Mm -hmm. government of Yemen, when in fact they were working with us and we were the ones firing the missiles into a sovereign country, Yemen, all right? So there is some complicity here. Now, granted, I'm sure they're getting all kinds of money and aid and there's all kinds of trade-offs here. But the point is, is that that's not what we're told by the official And this surprises you? It, no, but it confirms what I believe you and I and a lot of other people know to be true. Mm-hmm. And it also points that people out lie. that people will. But you don't. But, but people's you, lies when you concern when yeah. you're concerning a, a, a missile strike in a, in a sovereign country with which we are not at uh-huh. war does lead to some questions that need to be answered. And the other part of it is, well, the, 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 what? <laughs> I mean, the, the, yes, otherwise we wouldn't be asking those that's questions. Not gonna, that's not going to stop people from lying. No. Okay. The other part of this is the fact, as you brought, brought up earlier, that this was of such little, considered to be of such little value, yeah. that it was uh, that was available to someone as low as a private first class, 
doing field work somewhere. It is, it is in fact, it is in fact telling that it is kind of a thinly disguised tissue of lies and information that we glean this information, that we glean what we know to be true from, right? I don't get you. Well, I, I, I'm, let me explain. They, they want, there are people in Congress that are calling for the execution of Julian oh, yeah, Assange, yeah. Okay. okay? Over information that is, as you rightfully pointed out, basically, duh, yeah. we know this is true. Now, again, I still would pose the question, how is it that we have a relationship in Yemen that will eventually draw our U.S. troops into when we're being told a series of things that are not true about how we got there? That's, that's to me, an important question. And it just pull, it's sort of a thread that we need to pull on. Yeah. But I agree. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with a lot of what you just said. Well, yeah. But, it, yeah. it, but, the, but the sort of moral, the feigned moral outrage at this on the part of the U.S. government. Well, yeah, to me, this uh, the news story here, is that we're having an intervention uh, on the U.S. government. Right. We, we know stuff on the U.S. government. Yeah. And, and this is how the U.S. government reacts. Now, they don't react any differently than anyone else who's been intervened upon. There's, there's nothing surprising here. You know, I, you're, if, it's really... Uh, almost a cliche that you would go into intervention and and the, the person is going to be angry and and want to kill you or right. he's he's going to maybe burst out crying at another point or act indignant as another at another point the way Hillary Clinton has acted right. or deflect blame and and you know say that we're going after the person who exposed the fact that I'm an alcoholic or whatever it is that the intervention is about right. it, it seems to me uh a very human thing that's going on here. There's nothing unusual about it. What I find fascinating is that in the in the age of MBAs, in the age of scientists and technology, mm -hmm. that once this you know the humanities are so demeaned these days in education. But if you look at this from a humanities point of view, it's the same old story. And 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 yet in the news, everybody is all hyperventilating about it. They're hyperventilating about the wrong things. Okay. The thing that's important is that we're the same old stupid idiots as we always were. Right. That the people in charge are the same old idiots as they ever were. And we need to change that. Yeah. But by concentrating on on some arcane information about what the you know the ambassador to Iraq thought about the ambassador to Iran and and what that means to the security of the country i don't know if that's going to get us there well what what needs to get us there is to understand why it is we we value this information at this point in time this much didn't we realize that these people the, you know these 8 years ago where this information should have come out didn't we realize that we had invested in the people who would make that kind of judgment and cover up the things in that kind of way in the first place? This is no surprise. People lie. People elected to government lie. That's been known for centuries. The, I think the only unique thing is these days we tend to ignore it more and to point in different directions more because we're, we're over-technologified and... Oh, and you you over business fied, we we don't see the human scope of this. So, uh, on one hand, 
what I how I would characterize this mm-hmm. based on what you said, and that is this is kind of the Inspector Renault style of diplomacy. I'm shocked that there's gambling yeah, going yeah. on in this establishment. Well, but well, in a way, well, in a matter of another part of the human cycle too. All right, but there are people who either they knowingly or unknowingly buy into the lies yeah. and continue to perpetuate policies, in my opinion, that are counterproductive to U.S. interests, counterproductive you to me. You could say that, though, about and, any establishment. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You could say that about KUCI. You could say that about UCI. The, you could say that about, you know, Bloomingdale's or General Motors. But, but nobody wants to look at themselves because anymore our educational system forces us to the outside, forces us to the technologies, and forces us into the sciences, and they ignore the humanities yeah. in, in what it means to be human. So we don't look at ourselves anymore. We don't, we don't sit down and read a book and look what it is to be human and how we ourselves may lie and recognize ourselves in things. We, we look at other people and point the finger and, and act like, how could this be? If we had only known. Well, look at our own lives. I, I, How could it be? Yeah, okay. And I would say, except that the consequences of, of an organization that is as powerful as the United States government with the, with the most overwhelming military force in the history of mankind, the consequences are more than just it's part of the human condition. And we do— No, we, no. We, well, it is part of the human condition, but the consequences of it are much more— Direct and potentially dangerous, and but, I, I, you know, I mean, but me lying but, about I, something and and or 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 self denial or or somehow believing something that's not true just for my own self interest or saying that I believe something uh-huh. is true from a, is different than somebody who has the capability or an organization that has the capability to rot this kind. I'm of saying our reaction to it, okay, is right. not understanding the problem. No. The problem right. is us. All right. You're right. Okay. All right. Now we got now we get to where all right, I agree. That's with what that. I've said. You know, we don't under we, we won't fess up to our own foibles, but we like to point to everyone we'll else's. See, it's the so we're and acting it's not a, shocked yeah. that that our government is so corrupt. Okay. All right. You know, okay. fine. Look at your own lives. It's like the Tea Party people. We're we're all like the Tea Party people in the sense that we, we run around we're we're getting angry about What's going on? Well, <laughs> that's we're not understanding what it is that's going on. I suppose that's why we're getting angry about it, and the anger is not going to do anything to to change what's what's really at the, at the root of this. If we if we take a look at ourselves, I'm not saying that this is going to solve the problem, but I am going to say it might give us insight into what is happening, rather than. Like I say, and I've said it before, uh, I, 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 you know, we like to f- make fun of of of, uh, of, of Beck and, and O'Reilly, but what about you know our our um, Maddows and our Obermans? It's the same thing. They they take it outside of themselves and they pontificate. Huh. How many times has uh, Maddow and Oberman lied? And and you're making it like, well, it doesn't matter because it's not in as big of a scale. Well. It is the scale. No. What you do, you know, gets passed down. It, and it goes to other aspects of your life. If, if you're getting hired from, uh, you know, if, if you're a lawyer and you lie and you get hired by the State Department, you're going to lie. 
if you're a kid studying to be a lawyer and you lie, you get hired by a law firm, you're going to lie. It doesn't matter the scale of it. It matters that you lie. Nobody gets to the point where it's a big scale and says, oh, wait, this is big. I can't do what I've done for my whole life now. I've got to change. It, it always, it always, there's always consequences to lying. I'm not in any way. No, 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 no. I, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is you make, make it like once people get, get into a high up office, yeah. you know, some sort of administration in, in the sky that they're going to change, that, that somehow, you know, the people that we elect to our government should be different than the rest of us. And they're not. And I would make the argument with the with these yeah. with these leaks with these documents that in fact the opposite is true. They're not lying. They're not lying most of the time in these in these documents. The people who wrote these things are giving you an what their honest well, deception. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't I'm, even say that. I, or, I or maybe say. well, and also, and there are going to be times when they are going to say what they think the boss wants to hear. Yeah. As well. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that generally, you can't say on and one who, hand who knows you, they're you not lying. Say, you, maybe they're lying because they want us to believe that China would would uh, make uh, would let, would let go Korea. of North Korea and have a unified Korea because that's one of the claims in the WikiLeaks. Right, right. Maybe that's something that was put in that diplomat's memo to convince his boss because God knows what. Right. God, God knows what, what's on that end of the deal. You know, may, maybe he's got interest in a golf course in, uh, you know, South Korea. I don't know. But, but in, and you might think that's funny. You might think I'm making a, a you know, there's some sort of joke in that somebody would have an interest in a golf course in South Korea and therefore would lie about the status of the relationship between China and North Korea. I don't think, I don't think that's, that's that far flung. I think if I had a financial interest in, in South Korea, I would lie if I was in a diplomatic position about the relationship uh, and, and the possibility that uh, Korea would be unified. But we make these things sound as if they're 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 disconnected. Well, they're, of course, these are just snapshots. I'm yeah. not saying that yeah, they but, are you know, all encompassing. I, no, I don't want to get too too, I, too high. Well, okay. I, I I I think WikiLeaks is fascinating, but I think it's fascinating in a whole different way. Yeah, because we're just being shown. It's fascinating because it's this dense narrative of things that just are profoundly stupid, and they should be opening us up not to these these correspondences being true. But open us up to our own selves and seeing how much is that we write and we pass along and we make decisions on are, are based on any sort of truth at all. Right. And and I'm going to just want to make one broad statement about this. Okay. And that is what it reveals about our government and yeah. our diplomatic corps and the people who gather the intelligence. And yeah. I'm sure it's the case all over the world that's the <coughs> same. And that is that people in government, yeah. by and large, are profoundly and fundamentally anti-democratic in their perspective of what they see their electorate as. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> yeah, that really set off uh, Mahler there. Yeah, I, I don't... Profoundly democratic. Un un I think, see, uh, to me, you're not... You're talking in these terms, political science terms, profoundly undemocratic. They're doing things... Thank you, Mahler. They're doing things that are 
based on our own self-interest, just like we all do. You don't need to go beyond, and I'll bring KUCI because we're sitting here, right. beyond KUCI to find things that are profoundly undemocratic. Oh, absolutely. And those things carry on. It's not unimportant that w- that we're on a small scale here. What's important is that we're human beings, and for our own self-interest, we do things that are undemocratic to each other. And we talk about these lofty democratic ideals, where in practice, very few of those ideals come to fruition. And, and then we point fingers at, at people in power and go, well, look at them. When whenever we're given power, we act the same way. And so, on any uh, form, on yeah, any, you know, yeah, right, in anything. Right. Let, let you know, me, not, not just you let know, me being step away president. From, let, me, but, let me step away from my... Crossing pro- the street in the crosswalk. Let me step and, away from my professorial political science yeah. role and just say, aren't you putting aside all the things just sort of as a, yeah. as a, as a uh, snapshot into a world of which, with which we get very, very little time to spend... Don't you think that there is something positive and revelatory, whether it reinforces your your perspective or my perspective or or the combination of those two? Don't you find that it is refreshing now and then to actually find out what what people are actually making decisions about? The, 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 the memos on the war in Iraq, we're finding out that a lot more civilians are dying than we're being told. Well, I mean, uh, those, aren't, there things, things, aren't there things here that you say, it, doesn't it help you make decisions moving forward about your government to some degree, some manner of speaking? I mean, that yeah, ultimately— but, yeah. but, but, but as I said before, so does reading Philip Roth or Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. So 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 does so does reading William Gibson. Yeah. Okay. The, these things. Right. All right. These things help me make decisions about my government. In fact, I would argue that reading William Gibson will help me more make a decision about my government than reading all of the WikiLeaks files. Okay. Because all it's doing is synopsizing what we're trying. That's that's the great thing about fiction or the humanities is they're trying to show you what we are. Yeah. And this is who all we right, are. Right. But what we we are you don't need to read all WikiLeaks to find out what we are. Right. Just just pick up a good novel. Don't you think okay, don't you think that in 1964, now granted the time frame we're finding out stuff that that happened in in the WikiLeaks finding out years later. But don't you think if 1965 you had read a memo, uh, the WikiLeaks had been around yeah. and you'd read a memo that the Gulf of Tonkin was a lie? Yeah. Don't you think that would have had an, some kind of an influence or impact that it never really happened? That you don't think that that would have changed the course of history in some way? Yeah. No, there, there's a specific incident with, with facts behind it okay. that have been backed up by other people. Mm-hmm. This is not. Okay. This is correspondence between diplomats. Okay. Uh, you know, right. okay. I mean, isn't that right? Yeah. Am I, am no, I, crazy I, well, I, mean, not, I don't want to I mean, if I read warning, cigarette... Uh, may cause cancer. I know what's behind that. It took a lot of research. I take that into account before I light up a cigarette. Yeah, that's you, all. Okay, let me let's move a little bit off center yeah. here. I'm not understanding the nature of cigarettes, and that's what I'm trying to say about about humanities. Okay. You're trying to understand the nature of human life there. Uh, and okay, all right. it, w- w- with just reading a bunch of, of documents, uh, you're 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 bringing this kind of weight to these documents. 
that may not even be there. You don't understand the backstory of these documents. Where are the WikiLeaks for the WikiLeaks? Where is where's the you know the the other side of this diplomatic memo where somebody says, well, wait a minute, that's wrong. What that's you wrote wrong. is not, what, we know what, that not to be true. We're not only not to be true, but you were uh, you know doing it for uh, ulterior motives. Well, I I and don't where know is the, the WikiLeak for that. I don't know the depth of this, and I assume the court there are correspondence back and forth. I don't I don't assume this was all one way, and I may be wrong. No, no, uh, I don't. No, I'm, I'm just saying, no matter how many uh, pages you start reading on this. At some point, you're going to have to come to a conclusion about human nature. Okay. All right. Well, and, and everybody wants to point the figure at everybody else. All right. L- let me just move this a little off center. Okay. All right. Do you, do you believe or do you think that Julian Assange should be held no. accountable? Kind of accountable? He is accountable. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's accountable I mean, we're talking for about arresting out. and... No, no, uh, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's some... Okay. You know, it's, again, it's an intervention. You know, this is the guy that brought the intervention together. Yeah. You know, th- this is, uh, you know, Julian, yeah. the, the head of uh, uh, WikiLeaks. What's yeah. his name again? Julian Assange. Assange, yeah. This is, this is the, the, uh, the person, the CEO of WikiLeaks, if you will. Right. Um, responsible for what? For, responsible for the fact that, that people are, are corrupt at the core? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, you know? I mean, that's, that's absurd. I... To, to want to put him in prison, you know. More importantly, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you thank uh, you read read this bit of information, but uh, oh, oh my god! You know, every time I come up with something important, I think Mahler is at it. I think there's Mahler. Did you hear about the, about the arsenic, Mahler? Because I'm going to put it in your dog food. Yeah, come here, come here, come here. have it. Yeah, come that's a good down. boy. Calm have some down. kibbles. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god. No, I would never do that tomorrow. I it's just a little game we play. I know. He, it's he, called arsenic in which bowl. <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's the uh, it's the deer hunter version of you know with the uh, with the the gun. The oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I, I got to tell you real quick because it just makes me laugh every time I think I'll about it. Put a bandana around Mahler. Yeah, Mahler. Yeah. No, the uh, if you ever get a chance, Pacino remember thing. the the McKenzie brothers from Second City TV, the two knuckleheads. Oh, that was who, walking. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the, the two knuckleheads who did the little public service announcements. So we're talking about beer and back bacon and all those. The McKenzies. Right. I they don't know what they you're have talking about. on Second City TV. Uh, Doug and and oh, and, the Canadians. Yeah, yeah. Doug and uh, yeah. whatever. You know, it's funny about them. If you ever watch Second City, that that started off. They had to do that yeah. because they were in Canada and they were broadcasting. They had to come up with a public service. They were required by Canadian uh, broadcasting law <coughs> to do a public service announcement. Yeah, so they turned it into a comedy sketch. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, I was only going to bring up the the game they played called Beer Hunter. Beer Hunter. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's good. Anyway, I like that. If you ever more importantly, check that out. I don't know if you saw the, um, the, the they've discovered yeah. that um, life can be built on arsenic, essentially. Oh, wow. You didn't know, you no. didn't know about that? No, no. Well, I see, didn't. this is what drives me crazy. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is going to change the world, but it changes our perspective of the world. WikiLeaks, oh, I did, you it's, know the, it's the same old story. I remember this now. They, on like some foreign planet or something yeah. they found, wasn't it? That, See, I mean, this is what drives me crazy right, about okay. people like you. All you right. got your head buried in politics. All right. You don't even know something that's rattling the world. Okay. And the L.A. Times put puts you know this revelation about you know if Michael Jackson you know is in the the twentieth day of his death. <laughs> 
they're they're going to have some story right below the fold on the front page, you know, talking about whether his doctor, you know, did, you know, had sex with him. God knows, you know, what 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 they would come up with. But the point is, is they also put this story in the same position. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, WikiLeaks is at the top, but newfound bacterium casts life in a new light. A team of scientists revealed that they found a remarkable quality in a bacterium growing in Mono Lake, California, is only known life form able to subsist on arsenic. The organism even uses arsenic to build the backbone of its DNA. Wow. They've, so in other words, you can grow life differently than we thought you could grow wow. life. Wow. So for what that implies is that what we're looking for in the universe, as far as life goes, we have been may have uh, been looking not in the wrong place, but it, the possibilities now have just doubled. Yeah. And we'll and might triple and might quadruple. We yeah. don't know exactly what it is we're looking for when we're looking for life. Wow. So nope. you know, I, I you know, where do you go with something like this? It really is mind-boggling what what this may mean. Yeah. Is as far as science goes. Yeah. And and as far as and that's why people for a while on online were thinking that this was some sort of announcement of extraterrestrial life by NASA because they said that they had something that would change our concept of life and what it meant in in extraterrestrial sense. Yeah. Because, you know, when we're looking out in space, what is that, you know, what does it mean we're looking for now when you can combine, uh, uh, put, put arsenic in the brew? And apparently arsenic has, it's similar to phosphorus, which is uh, an, another element that's uh, in, in life itself that you need. Well, it, it kind of takes a place. Arsenic takes the place of that. But it's just, it's fascinating it, you know, meanwhile, it, uh, uh, does it make any difference if there's maybe life on another planet? Do you think? Uh, Do you think if we found out that there was life everywhere, if, that that would that would might have an impact yes. on the way humans viewed themselves yes. within the universe? Yes, I yeah. think I think it would. Yeah, I yeah, I'd like to think it would. <laughs> I, I I think a year from now. This WikiLeaks thing is going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's and, assassinated and, uh, or he's in or he's in Guantanamo, well, maybe, yeah, something you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it'll but it'll be our own drama we've created around this right. that will make it important. Not the fact that something like uh, well, like discovering that life can be essentially built on partly arsenic. Well, these and are the these are the opens parallel- up the door to any other sort of uh, chemical you might want to slice in there. Yeah. Well, these are the two. This is the parallel universe we live in today. The stuff that, as you're pointing out, with uh, with the WikiLeaks, that does does that really matter? And the stuff of which you just spoke. Yeah. Which is the which is this amazing quantum leap that we're making in the fields of science and all the rest of it uh-huh. that that augur for a world that will be completely different than yeah. the world we live in today. Yeah, we we have we we have uh congress people who who have no idea how to send a file right. online. Right. And yet they're making decisions on net neutrality. But yeah. can you imagine what kind of congressmen we have? We have congressmen that that uh, think that uh life was created uh, by a uh, you know a what a snap of the finger by a guy with a beard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in reality, no. 
Things like this are going on right now. Right. These are the things that are important. Right. If you're talking about, you know, does it disturb me that there are people in politics that, you know, in power that think undemocratically? Well, not as much as it disturbs me there are people in power in politics that have no idea how to send a file online or even that that the world that was created 2000 years ago yeah. or, or that you know or whatever or think that 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 the the only way that these things deserve to move forward is if right. somebody can make money on them yeah. and those are the things that bother me about these well, people well and no not like that but what what would what does glenn beck do with information like this yeah that, that you know that 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 life has been uh, well defined outside of well, any uh, configuration that we knew it to be confi- uh, defined in before. What? How does that affect his little universe? I, Probably I, not at all. No. Why are we paying attention to him? Why does this matter? The world is changing by leaps and bounds yeah. all around us, yeah. and we're focused on the wrong spot. And that's what f- concerns me the most. Right. That truly is what concerns me the most, is, is that, uh, you know, it's... Uh, with a whimper, is is how it's going to all dissolve up. Yeah, you know, there, there's no there's no big you know revelation going on here. We're all just going to deflate, right, from our own you know overblown self importance. We're all going to just go out like uh, can't make the sound now, but like a like the balloon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you mean that in the sense that we will have? We have we will have missed opportunities and 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 our condition by which we I don't think which we is ever capable of taking advantage of opportunities yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the, you can yeah. see, yeah, you can see, uh, just by you know, I you know Lindsay Lohan. There you go. She was on the front page of the L.A. Times. Our our very mechanisms, which we inform ourselves, which we hold in high esteem, are have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Or at least they have a, a odd way of showing the priorities to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's I, I, that. Yeah, I, and finally, I have a little and finally here. Do you want an and finally? Yeah, please. It's been an interesting I mean, day, huh? Yes. English physicist Sir Richard Penrose found evidence to suggest that there's been a cycle of big bangs, and that our universe is neither the first nor the last one. This eon is one of the succession of such things that we're in, where the remote future, Penrose says, of the previous eon somehow becomes the Big Bang of our eon. (laughs) 